there's like a flow or there's really a not a flow you know no because you have to it's like band members right it's like yeah. a really good band when a band is really good they have that sixth sense with each other and yeah. that like that flow that intuition that they they just know like how to yeah how to dance with each other yeah that makes- that's what makes like a jamming or this and that is a good thing is when mm. it's even like improv it's this it's that mm-hmm. but when it's like not that it it doesn't it's not, it's not flowing there's flow. no play off of like the energy it's it, it it does it causes disruption and and doesn't make it flow and that, and because that is so much of the way that you are like you relate to the world by tuning into the energy and like really working with the energy mm-hmm if someone else is not doing that or they're doing whatever they're doing in a different way and it's not flowing, I can see how that would be super frustrating for mm-hmm. you. Cause that's how you are. Like that's, that's how- what you embody. Right. Like every second. Yeah. So, and that's how I've always like, kind of like navigated my life yeah. is like, I just like go into my own dance yeah. and like over here with this, with that. So it's like, yeah, if someone doesn't even, even in a relationship, if they don't want to get on the train and flow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's not going to work with me because it, it it disrupts then my thing and then it actually it, it it starts getting my nervous system yeah. whacked out and it's it's very third dimensional like patriarchal energy well, i don't want to say it's masculine it's it's the unhealthy masculine of the patriarchy yeah. energy that has overrun the third dimension totally yeah and it's anti intuition feminine mm-hmm. flow flow of energy flow of the universe and you can still have that in the masculine you can do that flow within the intellectual mm-hmm. you can do that flow within like you know like let's say building a house like building something you know what i mean you can go in and see the vision and have the flow with it right mm-hmm. but when it has to be like like mm-hmm. the overly structured thing get like I just kind of shut down to it well it's like a forcing it is forcing, like and like with a specific agenda versus allowing the flow so because yeah it's okay to have you know a, a plan or a vision or whatever but like the spaciousness to allow it to unfold in the way that it's meant to versus like forcing a square peg in a round hole yeah is exactly differentiation I think yeah but that is a real it's a it's a thing that we have to learn to do because or we could choose to learn to do we don't have to but uh, what we are so programmed to like do do push push produce produce force things that like a lot of people are operating in that paradigm I have to still notice that in myself I'm like oh I can actually do less and accomplish more if I'm in the energy of flow Mm -hmm. like what a trip yeah who knew (laughs) but we're not taught that at all we're not school doesn't teach us that like like, definitely it's very much like you go to school you learn how to be in structure then you want to you need to make a plan for your life right then when you don't know shit about what you're going to do for the rest of your life and then you're going to go to college into another structure Mm -hmm. to to mold you into being this one thing that you're going to do forever and, and even in, if you watch TV or society, I mean, it's gotten a little bit more loose now, but back in the day, it was like, if you even thought to change careers partway through, or even change your college partway through, yeah. there's the judgment that goes with that, that, oh, yeah. they're unstable or, oh, they did it or, oh, what are they doing? Right? Like, there's no room for just being like, I don't like that. I want to do this or that, you know what I mean? Or following a flow. 
Yeah. I, I mean, when I came to LA, my dad was like, if you go to college, if you go to community college in Minnesota, I'll pay for you then to go to get your basic, whatever that you do there, I'll pay for you. And you can go to college anywhere that you want in the country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do that or that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to college for like a semester and a fourth. Mm-hmm. And then I left and then I came to LA mm-hmm. and like, have I had a lot of direction? Not really. Have I not known what I've been doing half the time? Pretty much. But I've just been following a flow, good, bad, or ugly. It doesn't matter. I've just been following like what's going to lead me to what that leads me to love. Mm-hmm. It's led me on an amazing life adventure. I have so many stories because of it, right? That I couldn't spend one more day in a structure Yeah. and spend how many more years? Like I thought about being a lawyer. I thought about being a psychologist, yeah. but I was like, when I found out how much more schooling you had to go to do that, I'm like, I don't uh-huh. want to sit indoors in Minnesota or anywhere any longer, I need to go out in the world and see what's happening outside of this. I want to go explore, like get me out of the fucking box. Yeah. And the box is so confining and it's this blueprint that whoever created, like that we're all supposed to follow. And like, it's really madness, like having little kids go to school and sit at a desk for like eight hours a day and mm-hmm. supposed to pay attention to a teacher and it's not even aligned with the development of their brains and what they're needing. And, and it's definitely not aligned with them tuning in with their innate gifts, mm-hmm. which everyone's going to be a little bit different. And so, but it's crazy. One of my friends was sharing with me a quote by Brene Brown, and it was that the system isn't broken. It was actually designed this way to oppress us, Mm -hmm. to make us forget the truth of who we are, to make us forget our power Mm -hmm. so that we continue to follow, you know, the structure Mm -hmm. that really doesn't serve us in any way and doesn't feed our souls. And then we end up like wherever we end up, right? Like I kind of did the traditional path in a sense, because I, I did go to college, but like, I, I did, I wanted to be a psychologist, couldn't, be one because I couldn't pass statistics. Like I actually wasn't able to that, which is so what ridic- does statistics have to do with it's psychology. A, it's a prerequisite for getting like your master's. So I had to stop with my bachelor's and like, blah, blah, blah. Right. But all this to say, like, I knew that I was so fascinated by the human mind. Like this is part of what I'm here to explore and do and the way that I'm meant to serve, but like the structural way of doing it didn't flow for me, Mm -hmm. but think by the grace of God, like I was still able to do it in a different way where I became occupational therapist and like served people in that way. And then was able to shift into coaching. And I basically, and it's a better path for me than it would have been to be a psychologist. Right. It was such a roundabout like way of getting there. Yeah. Um, But I just, it's so interesting. Well, it's not interesting. It's insane. (laughs) The structure of our society and like the dismantling, right. Mm -hmm. Of like, wait, hold on. Like, like I just last night I was on this consult call with this woman that's really amazing and she we used to work together years ago and everything in her life is crumbling right and I was sharing with her like that's also what's happening in society like things are crumbling away and they have to Mm -hmm. because they're no longer serving us but first they must crumble and then we can rebuild Mm -hmm. because we can't build Build on on top top of of a broken oppressed 
system. system. And the same within ourselves. Like we need to do the work within ourselves to clear out whatever needs to be cleared. And it has to be fully cleared so it doesn't get mm -hmm. grow again, but then go back to the way it was because yeah. there isn't room or there wasn't the healing for the something new to be birthed. Exactly. It's just going to be smushed back into like smushed. <laughs> <laughs> I know but it's so true I mean and we can see that within ourselves it's like you know mm -hmm. what we've talked about like the past two years I went through some of the deepest fucking work of my life and then I come out and there's bits of me that because I, I like I'm coming out of where I left off mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like I found myself kind of going back to these old spaces and I'm like oh, I'm not the same person anymore. Like mm -hmm. I actually am not, I don't even operate like this or I don't even believe that. I didn't even know I didn't believe that anymore. I don't subscribe to that or that's not my default anymore. And it's been this weird like checks and balances of like, oh, well then who the fuck am I, you know? <laughs> and I feel like that's what's going to happen on the mac macro scale too. It's like some of these things really like, oh wait, I guess we don't do that anymore. Right. Do we? Okay, then who the fuck are we? Like yeah. who are we as a society or who, you know, like, Good. What can we do as a whole? What are we capable of? We don't, oh, we don't have to do that. Oh, yeah. We can just choose to go. Oh, we can't, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't, it, it's really interesting because, because everything is as within, so without. Mm -hmm. Everything's as above, yes. so below. Everything's micro and macro is the yeah. same thing. It's like what you might be going on on the inside is going on on the mm -hmm. outside. Like it, even what you feel is like the smallest thing you're trying to get through if you look at society and maybe look, just change it and look at a different angle, it's like, oh, everyone's doing that as well on a different scale. A thousand percent. And the as within, so without, it's funny because right before this, I was coaching a client and literally that's what came through is like, because we, we, you know, we maybe desire certain things in the outer world to happen for us, like relationship, money, career, whatever it is, house, but it is the as within, so without. So our work is not to go out there, but really to go within. And then in the process of doing that, paradoxically, the outer then starts to line up anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's so opposite from what we've been taught slash programmed that mm -hmm. it's really it's really this rewiring of how we relate to ourselves in the world. And yeah, that as we dismantle and then it, the old situation comes up or like the old energy comes up in some way and it's like, oh, I'm showing up differently cool but like it's a really like a, almost a new uh, like a rebirth of a new person and a new identity where mm -hmm. like how do I navigate this like yeah that's been showing what? up for me uh, in so many places so funny I was so talking funny. to one of my girlfriends yesterday and I she's totally going through it it didn't really hit me till like this morning she's going through a really big dark night of the soul it didn't hit me yesterday when we we're actually like talking and just catching up that that's where she's at mm -hmm. fully she's like I just want to sell everything and buy everything being all black <laughs> like, just, I'm like oh, okay you're in a dark night of the soul but she's like I just want my life back mm -hmm. she's like I'm like there's some days lately where I I do too like to be honest like I want to go back to pre-pandemic yeah like there's some moments and though even though stuff wasn't okay fully there was just like 
maybe we're all romanticizing it, but like, it's so fucking uncomfortable in moments. And it has been for how many years now and mm -hmm. relationships got ruined through the pandemic. And this happened through the pandemic and financial ruins through, you know, like all this shit. And like, we had worked together at a restaurant like pre pandemic. And I'm like, God, you remember like that place was just going off. Mm. We were all such close friends. Like we all just were having a good time, yeah. you know? And yeah. like, we all had dreams and aspirations and like, we're all like on our road to our dreams, you know? I do. And then it was just like, no, you're not. Yeah. And then I feel like we thought after coming back out of it, that we would be like, back on the road to our dreams and back on the fucking happy train. Mm -hmm. And it just hasn't been working out like that for a lot of fucking people. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we're in the fucking out, upside down twilight zone. But yes, as you were saying on a bigger scale, it's also the fucking structures falling the dismantling. And it has to go through the uncomfortableness of it. But yeah. like, some days it's like, how long is this going to go for? And then you look and you read history, if it's true, of what they wrote. <laughs> I'm just going to drop that in there. That shit does fucking... If you know, you footnote. know. <laughs> but it's not what you want I'm talking about, but take that footnote and run with it later. But anyway, you know, there's wars that have gone on for like 10 years, mm. as they say. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, we're only in year... Mm. three <laughs> well yeah like, I, I mean yes and there's there's this is a spiritual war right now that we're experiencing mm -hmm. with like light versus darkness and you know the dismantling is is truly happening so it's super uncomfortable because it's like there is some level of comfort in the familiar even if it's not like you said like before maybe it wasn't you know exactly as we wanted but it wasn't what it is now which is this like massive dismantling and rewiring situation so maybe better to just go back but i think it's because we also don't have a frame of reference for what could where be, we're going what could be because yeah. it's uncharted waters i think on all scales we talked about this yeah. it's like it's literally like we're blazing the trail as we support and as others. humanity knows it we in consciousness and in societal and everything we're going to a level we've yeah. as far as we know humans have never gone before right and so and so to just be open to the possibility that maybe it could be even better than it was pre-pandemic yeah <laughs> like I don't even want to say I it. know so yeah so but but that is a big ask because what our brains do is we look we look in in terms of the past for what the future is going to be because we have no frame of reference mm -hmm. so then it is it is a scary it's all about coming back to the power of now and that's, that's all we have is the moment should we introduce ourselves <laughs> yeah we should hi you're listening to creatrix culture i am your host sarah wolf we are with co-host today jess hendrick and we're happy to be back again so happy to be back yeah i like miss it's like i'm almost like missed you like yeah we're having like you know, guests come on now. And it's like, oh, but I miss, like, I feel like I haven't seen you, even though I just saw you, but I'm like, we haven't had like our time. So we're like, this week, we're going to have our time. This week, we're going to dial it in. Yeah. And uh, me too. I love this so much. I, I just, my prayer is that the energy that we have and feel just comes through for people and mm -hmm. is of service to them in some way. Cause it's, this really is so nurturing to me to do this and come and connect with you every week. It's amazing. I know, me too. I love it feels very expansive. Mm -hmm. It supports me on my journey. Um, 
Yeah, and it's 8-8, so it's Lionsgate today, which- But they're not going to get this for two more weeks. Right. So, yeah. so, but time's illusion. Yeah. Time is fluid, and whenever you receive this message, it's right for you. <laughs> Spiritual mumbo jumbo. That's also yeah. true. But it's also true because all things are happening all at once, yeah. and you know, there it, it time is a construct. <laughs> so it's a it's a powerful data. day today. It is a powerful day today, and I'm feeling the energies of it. I'm feeling what I'm really like in this past week, especially. So the Lionsgate portal actually opens on July 28th, mm -hmm. and then it does go until, um, let me tell you, let me tell you, that's not it. That's not the right email. Okay. Maybe I, oh, here it is. Um, August 12th. Oh, okay. So this is the peak when mm -hmm. it's fully open of the portal energies is, um, is right now on eight, eight. And, but it, there is like a two week span and I'm going to read you, this is a, when I talk about that shaman I used to work with, I'm still on her emailing list. And I have to say, like, she sent out this email about Lionsgate because she's doing an event, you know, and mm. she just, when it comes to her writing about what something's about, she fucking nails it. So love it. even though I, I, I have my things with her, I'm still going to honor her and that she still come. I learned so much from this woman. Um, but yeah, so she writes, this is, this is what the Lionsgate energy is. She says as the Lionsgate Lionsgate opened access to us this past Friday, which was July 28th when she sent this out. Mm -hmm. We are blessed with a two-week window of opportunity, July 28th to August 12th, to work with these heart-based energies. Our ancestors from the Sirius and Lyran constellations align with Mother Earth as her orbit falls directly below the sun ruled in Leo, Leo the Lion. These guides provide us the insight needed to heal the wounds in our hearts from the past so we may begin to walk upon Mother Earth as great warriors with confidence and compassion. Before we receive the galactic superwave of heart expansion on Tuesday, August 8th, the peak of the Lionsgate portal, we shall gather to prepare our minds, bodies, and hearts to receive these healing pulse, pulses of cosmic energy. The Lion's Gate allows us to navigate deeper into the compassionate heart space by releasing old scars, old patterns that hold us back, that hold back the confident, creative, and bold being within us all. I love that. She fucking nails it. Nailed it. Every time she nails it. Yeah. And it's true. And I feel that since these energies have opened in my business and in everything that I'm doing, I'm being asked to be the courageous line. I'm being asked to roar. Basically mm -hmm. I'm being asked to like step fully mm. into my lioness power mm. and, and speak into what I need or what's true or what's aligned with me yeah. and not give a fuck mm. of what, how anyone receives it or cares about it. And I, it's almost at this moment, like this is the new me Yeah, and I can't stop. <laughs> right. Good. Like I, like I like, will be like, Oh, I'll just sit back on this. And spirit's like, no, you won't. And I'm like, yeah, no, I won't. I don't even have to, like, I'm not, <laughs> you know, like old me would just be like, Oh, I'll just let it pass by. Like, no, I it's, it's time to insert that lion energy that just keep inserting it, keep inserting it, mm. take back the power, mm. hold the power, hold the space, mm -hmm. right? Say what you need. Mm -hmm. the, the playing small stuff, that's old past stuff. Mm -hmm. That after the healing, that doesn't, so I'm being shown that mirror, like, are you still gonna 
play in these old energies that actually aren't even part of your being? Or are you going to step further into the energies that are being asked of you and that you already feel anyway? So why are you sitting there acting like yeah. being all quiet? No, roar. Right, roar. Fucking roar. Fucking roar. And I and it's interesting, right? Because of, as usual, we're just so super aligned with our experience, our process on just with our own healing and evolution. Cause I've been having this like shoulder pain, which I was sharing with you. And I went to a body worker who was like extremely gifted. Mm-hmm. And he within a few seconds was like, Oh, your your posture is such that you're like like hunched over and like almost like bracing and guarding yourself and protecting your heart. And like, that is what's going to create issues like in the opposing muscles and things like that physically. Right. But he worked on my body and the body holds so much of our emotions. And I had all these different emotional experiences, depending on where he was working on in my body, which was pretty profound, but he did, uh, he released my jaw, which I don't know if you've ever had this, whoa, Mm -hmm. like, and it's really uncomfortable. And it's Mm -hmm. not what I thought. Like, I thought it would be like cracking my jaw, Mm -hmm. but it was not, Mm -hmm. it was like a, a they do like a thumb thing too. Yeah. Yeah. They put, he puts a glove on and like, does this thumb like inside Mm -hmm. your mouth along your gum line. Oh, I haven't had it inside. I've had a thumb outside. So maybe there's different ways, but it was super uncomfortable, but also like I could tell that it was really important for me. And then when he fit, when he came to the end of it, he was like, I, now I just want you to let out a, uh, and I was like, oh God. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm like, great, here we go. You might as well have me do some movement as well. <laughs> That's an inside joke. We're going to bring you back to that. Yeah. But yeah. So I was like, great. Cause I don't really know this guy very well. And I'm like, now I have to fucking growl. Uh, yeah. But I did. I fucking roared because you know what? It's for my freedom and my liberation. And it just came out of my body. I think I'm scaring your dog. Oh, no, she's the, because of the dog bark. Oh, okay. She was like, what, she, what the fuck is she? Getting really into it. Yeah. But he did this. He was like, I just want you to let it out. And like, he did it with me, which was really nice too. But that's why like, I do it in the sound bass. Cause I get people are like hesitant. So I really let it rip. So yeah. I even do like decibels over people. Yeah. And I find that like people will barely do it the first time. Then I'll do yeah. it in threes because then I'm like, okay, uh-huh. now let's do it again. They can see what it is. And then it's really interesting. Always the last time then people really re- let it rip. And I know they fucking hate when I want them to do that, but there is such a release in having people yell. And I always yell with. So like, And like the, uh, like yeah. the, for some reason, like the yelling for me from my vocal cords actually doesn't feel like it's helpful. It actually feels more traumatic for me okay but like the uh, like the, the roar the roaring feels i mean really the vibration I yeah guess. yeah but he was saying to me as he's working on me he's like you know your power was taken away like throughout different points in your life and it's time to really reclaim it like claim it back and also have agency which is what you're sharing like have agency over yourself and your experience and speak your needs and speak your truth and this is all everything that you're saying too right and then it's like that is a real that's a big ask Mm -hmm. and I was sharing with my friend because I'm practicing doing this with my friendships and it feels so fucking scary Mm -hmm. and like I can actually do it better in a romantic partnership because I feel like sometimes, you know, because I feel like that's the space where you're supposed to, Mm -hmm. but like to bring it to a friend, 
I, I don't always feel, I don't trust like that I can bring my heart, my vulnerability, and that it's going to be like a safe place to do that. So I was sharing with a friend of mine, who's also doing a lot of this work within herself and about something that happened with another friend and not to be gossipy, but to try to work out like what came up for me in that space. And I was telling her like, you know, I didn't feel really supported and it actually felt like she was, you know, choosing this guy that I was seeing like over me. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was like, well, did you tell her that? And I was like, no, (laughs) she's like, well, that's our work. Like that's our work. And then I was sharing with Brian about it. And And I was like, and then I have this like old fear of like, well, if I do that, you know, I might upset her or maybe she'll go away or or whatever. And he's like, right. But that's the self-selecting, like people self-select themselves out Mm -hmm. when you bring your authentic truth, you know, not from a reactionary place, but like just speaking your truth. And if it's not really received, then they may self-select like to be, you know, maybe not as close in your life or not in your life. And that's okay because you're honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. But that old part of me, like, cause really I'm like, I, it doesn't even really matter to me. Like if this person's in my life at all, Yeah. but it's like this old energy of like, but what happens if I really speak my truth? And then another layer of it was like, if our needs were not really met for a lot of our life, then why would we speak them? Because right they're just going to be, it doesn't mean anything anyway. So why go through the drama? Okay. So why even, but, but this is the rewiring that we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, I I even at work one night, like I was explaining something to the other server. She's like a server manager or whatever. And she wasn't really hearing what I was saying. I wasn't sure that she looked like angry about what I was saying. I go, Mm -hmm. and I, and this isn't me either. I I go, is there a problem? (laughs) And she's like, and I was, and I was even like, whoa! But I was like, I couldn't. I was like, is there? A, is, do you have a problem with that? Is there a problem? Mm-hmm. And like, and then she's like, well, and then I, then I like said it again. She's like, oh, I didn't get what you were saying. So it was a problem. Oh, and I called her out on it, but it was a problem based off of she wasn't fully hearing what I was saying or wow. understanding what I was saying. Because I'm like, there shouldn't. Because I was calling it out, like there shouldn't be a problem with this. You shouldn't be walking away being kind of like huffy or, or angry or whatever I'm picking up on. Mm-hmm. But like, that's new for me too, to just like <laughs> call it in the moment. Like, is there, is, do you have a problem with that? Yeah, like, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to say? But and, yeah. yeah. And there was another thing that happened too, where like, like they sat me like a bunch of tables, which I'm like, I get, they think like the smallest count of reservations busy. And I'm like, this is like nothing. Like I could do this whole restaurant on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, so like they asked her, like, are you doing okay? Like you just got sad. I'm like, I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. And this other server who was cut and was like on her way to go home was like, oh, they want me to take that, that single guy over there. And I was like, no. And that's not me, mm-hmm. old me. Right. Yeah. I was like, no. I'm like, why are you trying to cock block? Why are they trying to cock block me making money? I was like, if you ask me and I'm fine and I say, I'm fine, then I'm fine. Yeah. So there's no need to give that away because I said, I'm fine. And I'm like, wow, I'm really standing up for myself right now mm-hmm. in, in ways that I've, I would just kind of roll over or be like, okay, it's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal. I don't really need to rock the boat, like mm-hmm. pick and choosing my battles. And it's not like I'm going out to battle all the time. It's just like, wait, like, what if you just said no? Mm-hmm. What if you just said that doesn't work for me? What if you just said that? Right. Like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Great. Right. Because 
it's not that I work at the best place in the entire world anyway. Like, yeah, it's, it's neither here nor there. Right. right. So I'm going to just let myself feel bad or not get my needs met because of mm-hmm. I'm holding, like we were talking about right before recording, like I'm allowing these things to have power over me. Yeah. So at what point am I going to take my power back? So what a perfect day yeah. to remind us to take our power back right? in, in all the areas that we feel we talk about so much on this show about intuition and listen to your body and that feeling and then blah, 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 blah. okay, well, are we living that? <laughs> yeah. Are we living that when something comes bubbling up and we don't feel like it's okay, but then we just say it's okay. Yeah. I haven't fully been living it. No. And it, I mean, it's, it's, def, it's a practice, right? And what I've learned too, for me is there's a wobble with it because mm-hmm. it'll be like, Okay, not speaking my needs to like speaking my needs, but maybe in a very messy way, like with a tone of voice or whatever kind of thing, because I'm really trying to find my footing. So the pendulum sideways. yeah, Yeah. So the pendulum swings all the way into the direction of like me standing up for myself in a way that maybe isn't the energy that I'm going for, but at least I'm doing it. And then it swings back to, okay, this is how I do this in a way that's actually aligned with like the most loving way to do it. But it's, it's, it's literally like blazing that new trail. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be messy. And then I'm noticing like deeper levels of my own perfectionist patterns where I'm like, but I want to do it right or perfectly right. or whatever. And like, what if I say it like this and it comes out like wrong and then this makes this and then, and then the body, the experience in the body can hijack me because it's like a wave of a trigger or a wave mm-hmm. of an emotion. And I'm like, like then you know we've talked about this before but our our rational brain is then offline when we're triggered into a fight or flight so then it's hard to have a rational moment conversation with someone too Mm -hmm. so all of these things are are coming into play and what I'm learning is to just slow it down like really slow it down and learn how to tune into myself and like okay what's coming up for me right now in this like experience or this Mm -hmm. or what is my interpretation of what's happening here and what do I need in this moment like do I need to like cry do I need to call a friend do I need to be sit with myself and allow the wave like really tuning in and just taking a minute before like going to maybe jumping to the whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. like to try to resolve it in the outer world right like Mm -hmm. getting it kind of sorted out here first within myself but yeah, I mean, this is literally what my coaching session was earlier the today was because something came up with the person that I'm seeing. And, and like my interpretation of what he was saying was completely different from what he was saying. But it, my experience in my body was like, this is my experience, you know, because it was an older energy that I'm still kind of healing and working out within myself. Yeah. So even though what he was saying wasn't what he was meaning. My interpretation was creating this experience in my body. That's very real. Yeah. So how do I navigate that? Right. Plus the conversation with him around it. Plus like trying to just do it in a loving, different manner than I have in the past. Like it's a lot of pieces. I mean, that's what the interesting thing about like just this human experience in general is that we're all coming with different perspectives and lenses and like 
what this person is saying is landing differently because of the traumas and the triggers and the experiences that this person had. Yeah. So like, are we ever like fully half the time, even on the same page? Thank you for that. Because this is literally what happens. And this is what I was sharing with my coach because I'll be listening for okay. the bathroom room. Because one of my patterns, and I'm sure people will be able to relate to this, but in partnership is because, because of the work that I do and just some of the knowledge that I have, I can go into the role of being like a therapist or a coach or a teacher to my partner, which is not conducive to a healthy partnership at all, right? And I know that I can do this and I've gotten feedback that it's not like it's not fun to be on the other end of. So I'm really working on that. And I realized today just a deeper layer of it, which is that I, in doing that, it's actually a way for me to jump out of my own experience and put the focus back on, you know, teaching him or showing him, right? And that is not the path, right? Like that's not going to be welcomed by anybody. So so I realized, holy shit, like, because I'm, you know, uncomfortable in my experience, I'm going to jump to, well, this is what, how we need to approach it. And really what I'm saying is this is how you need to approach it because I'm taking the role of like, let me teach you, let me show you. And that's actually not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, it's like a, it's like a weird teacher, like talking down to somebody role. And so the way around that is like, what's coming, coming back to myself, like in this moment, I'm having an experience and I literally, am, I have to write this down guys. Cause I just went through this with my coach, but it's something like in this moment, I'm having an experience, a triggers coming up where I'm feeling a lot of things, whatever it is. And it's old stuff. Mm -hmm. And whatever was said was what activated it and, you know, navigating it in real time and I can't even do it right now because I'm practicing this in real time with you as I share it with you right now. Right. But basically it's like coming back to myself and talking only about what my experience is versus like, and you need to know that this is from my past. And right. because what I'm doing there is trying to justify my emotional experience by like, and this is why it's valid that I feel this way. And so you need to understand that this is why it's valid. And it's like, no, it's valid because it's valid because it's my experience. Mm -hmm. Just like yours is valid. Mm -hmm. His mm -hmm. is valid. It's all valid mm -hmm. because it's all based on the filters through which we experience the world based on our past. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is the teacher role shit that I have. I can do this on the podcast, but I, in relation with him, that's not loving. I got to come back to me and like, okay. I'm feeling a wave of sadness or a wave of grief. And like, let me just be with that for a minute. And I'm not even sure exactly where it's coming from, right? Like, mm -hmm. and just communicating it and then tending to that within myself is the way to, to demonstrate. Like A Course in Miracles says, to teach is to demonstrate. So to teach is not to lecture, right? Mm -hmm. Like my favorite thing, it's mm -hmm. not that. Unless someone hires me to coach them, then it's different, right? Right. But like in relation but coaching is even different than lecturing lecturing yes. is you're standing on the podium yeah. yeah just speaking out and there's no feedback right like in coaching and this and yes he's like in in uh it's it's there you're going through the dance the dance yeah. right so but but if anybody is out there wishing like because 
believe me, this shows up everywhere, right? Like, I wish he would be different. I wish she would be different. I wish my friend would show up this way. I wish, and we just need to really embody what it is that we're seeking. And that's the path. And then through that, as they relate to us, they will learn through relating to us. That's it. And and they may self-select out because they may be like, no, thanks. This doesn't work for them. Yeah. And that's really okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but like you were saying, you know, it's funny, not funny, but just how the universe keeps presenting you with these like little annoying, like jabs of like, oh, really? Really, Sarah Wolf? Like, yeah. okay, how about now? Yeah. You're still going to not speak your truth? Right. And so, how about now? How about now? Are you going to not stand up for yourself here? Are you just going to roll over and let that pass by? Are you going to give that an excuse or say, <sighs> oh, just here, but not like, oh, this one last time? Right. Okay, it's one last time. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, we got to. It's like, if you literally want your life to change, you have to change how you're showing up to your life. One million percent. And those are even the little things. It's the tiniest fucking details. So at what tiny details do I need to tweak Mm -hmm. in order to get there? Like, honestly, I think I said it once before, but I have a fake cooking show on Facebook (laughs) and I love my show. And fake. It's fake. And I'm not because I'm not trying to like I didn't go to shepherdy school. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm not a licensed chef. Shepherdy, but you're cooking. You are cooking things. Right. But like I I I didn't go, like I I don't have any professional insight into it. I've worked in restaurants for over 20 years, but the technical things. Um, I'm specializing in, in baking right now. I don't know if you know. It's hilarious. But I didn't go to pastry school or whatever yeah. you call it, right? <laughs> but this is like, I just, it's funny that you say it's a fake cooking show because like, to me, I'm like, what does that even mean? But now you're explaining it. So yeah. it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's the thing is like, my show's really taking off, okay? Yeah. But I'm six months into it and it could have been taken off more. Yeah. So I have been rough because it's like really getting some traction right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had one of my top fans tell me that he w- hopes that I have a show on the Food Network Aww. because he would start watching TV again. Oh, yeah, so really funny. sweet. And then I was like, I would love that because people would shop for me, clean for me. And I just get to show up in my apron and whip up oh, something. Yeah. And then I could just like clock out <laughs> totally at home. I'm like, oh, all these dishes. Yeah. Anyway, we diverted. But, um, but the thing is, is I was really doing some inventory about my progress on doing this show because the money is really good and the money can be amazing. And I was looking back at the past six months of of all the trials and tribulations of doing this, that's something that was completely out of my wheelhouse in a sense and a totally new territory. So it's being an influencer. I work with a company, so I'm not doing this on my own. I actually work with a company that takes a percentage. I get a percentage. I have managers that take a percentage. So it's actually a real job and real operation, Mm -hmm. but you also have the agency over the job of how much are you going to show up? Mm -hmm. So the only way to get where you're wanting to go is by the effort you put into doing it. Mm -hmm. So only you are standing in your own way of making this a success because anyone can make this a success. It 
all it takes is showing up and consistency and persistence. Mm. That's all it is. Mm. That's all the algorithm is. That's all Facebook. Yes, there's other things and you learn techniques and it took me a minute to find my niche and like find what works. Yes, that's all valid. But at the end of the day, if you want to be successful in this, mm -hmm. literally all it takes is for you to follow the formula and be persistent mm -hmm. and show up. Mm -hmm. Where was I not showing up to that show? Mm -hmm. Where was I making excuses? Right. Where was I prior prioritizing <laughs> other things over yeah. this thing that I'm saying I want to do and I want to have successful, right? And so I had to really get honest with myself of like, like you're not putting in the proper mm -hmm. effort to have this be what you need it to be. Like take ownership right. into the slowness or the pace of how this is going for you. And now you need to shift gears. And I have, I like, yeah. I'm like, okay, now I schedule it. Same thing with this podcast. Yeah. Like over the years, we're in our fourth season. This could have been further along then it is, which it's fine where it is. It's all, but I wasn't putting the proper attention right. and the time into what needed to be done to grow it the way it needed to grow. Yeah. So point being is coming back to where your life is just even in your internal or what are mm -hmm. you doing? Are you putting the proper attention and the love and the nourishment and the whatever into yourself yes. so that you're so that if your life isn't where you want it it's like well do some inventory yes thousand look percent. at all the things right like so let's say for instance with drinking mm -hmm. i don't know why i really wanted to tap your knee right there you can tap my knee um, you like okay i didn't drink for three and a half years and then I got this job and to I needed, I work at a winery, so I needed to taste the product so I can actually sell it. And then I just decided to become human again and go out and be a little bit social and have a couple of drinks here and there. But what I started to notice with that is like the years that I spent drinking and was completely un unproductive because I was like partying all the time, you know, and I'd try to get things go and everything would not work. And then the three and a half years that I didn't drink and how much more energy I had and my days were clear and like, if I felt like shit a day, it was just like a fluke of something, right? To where then I was just taking inventory again of the last like two months, right? And I'm like, gosh, even just having a couple drinks here and there mm. completely slows everything down. Mm. So once again, if I want this to succeed, I want my life to go to this area and that area. And I want, I don't even have room to drink because yeah. one night of even having a couple glasses of wine, I'm so out of it and tired the next day. You don't get to go to sleep. Then that bleeds into the next day, into the next day. And now that entire week in a way is a wash because you're trying to make up for sleep, but then now you're backed up because you didn't have the energy to do all the things. And then, and then it just like, it almost turned into like fucking chaos. Right. And then when I'm like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Now I feel like I have time for everything again, or I have the energy for everything. Yeah. I love, I love. So just to highlight a couple of things that I think are really important mm -hmm. is that um, the one the one thing was like, wait, what did you say initially? Um, well, I'll start with the inventory stuff. Mm -hmm. Like like inventory work is so important. And that's actually something that comes through in like the 12 step world, right? Is really taking inventory because at the end of the day, we are the only one who can create the change in our life. And I know for me, 
there's been times where I hear that in my life and I'm like, well, I am totally fucked because I am in such a dark place and so depressed that I really am not able to even do that. So therefore I'm fucked, right? Like that. Mm -hmm. So to hear that for me wasn't inspiring. It was actually more depleting. Um, But even, even it still ended up working out. Okay. Right. Oh. And so taking inventory and really looking at like, okay, when I do this, what shows up here, right? Like Mm -hmm. just data, not making it good, bad, right, wrong. Like right. drinking is good, drinking is bad. No, whatever. exactly. Because like, like I said, even when I was doing it, I didn't feel bad about it. Yeah. But now I had such a great contrast data to work yeah. with because I got to see old world, yeah. new world, old new world. Yeah. Yeah. How do I want to go from here? Yeah. And thank you. That, that reminds me of the other piece that I wanted to highlight too is like, you know, when you're, when you're doing something outside the box, right? Like being an entrepreneur or creating your own thing or your own business, like the, the training that I got from this couple and they, they, at the time they had seven, eight figure businesses. So they know what the fuck they're doing. Right. They were like, if you're just consistent, like if you're consistent and you show up and you're consistent and you, and you just keep doing that, most people will fall off mm-hmm. that like, so that just being consistent and whatever you choose to do to move the needle, be consistent with it and, and don't do like 20 million things, right? Like pick one or two things and focus on that. Cause whatever we focus on is going to expand. So we need to train our minds to focus on what it is that we desire to create, not to bypass the other stuff. Cause like we talk about on the show, like things come up, moments come up and we need to actually be with those feelings too, like, and not think of them as like lower vibrational, like Mm -hmm. we need to be present with our human experience. And then when we're able to shift the focus back to what am I desiring to create? Right. Because what we focus on gets bigger Mm -hmm. and gains momentum Mm -hmm. and all of that. So, but yeah, the inventory stuff is really important and it's, it's humbling because you will see things for yourself that you may not have been aware of, right? Like I've just learned so much the last year, actually, maybe it's been two years of doing the deep, deep inner work in the 12 step program I'm in plus like coaching plus EMDR plus medicine journeys. Like, and I've seen so much for myself and I'm like, Ooh, so it's like not the easiest to see, but I'm so grateful because if I didn't see it, if it wasn't illuminated, I would just keep kind of unconsciously recreating these dynamics specifically in relationship that I really, that would bring me more pain. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good shit. (laughs) It's good shit. The path of liberation. It is. It's all the path of liberation. It's all just following the path, honoring it and then honoring your growth in it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I mean, we keep talking about, I just feel like we just catapulted, like we're just in like such, you know, like even in ourselves, it's just like, yeah, like no man's land. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this one quote I, I love what helps me because I mean, me, like probably almost every human, I do not like uncertainty and I don't like, I mean, getting more comfortable, much more comfortable in it. Cause I really didn't have an option. Why do you think we don't like uncertainty though? I think cause we feel unsafe. Right. And we catastrophize, like we'll go towards like the worst thing that could happen versus like what's possible. Right. Catastrophobia. Catastrophobia. And I think that's a, that's a book. I think too. so too. I think it's really good. I think Barbara Handclaw wrote mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, 
when there isn't certainty, it, there really is an opening for everything. That's where the magic is. Right. That's where like, that's like what on the spiritual journey we're going to is to be able to sit in the magic of uncertainty mm-hmm. and sit in the infinite possibilities yes. instead of the limited possibilities of our monkey minds. That Yes, a thousand percent. And what if, and this came up in my in my medicine journey a couple of weeks ago, like, what if, like, how would, how would I show up if I just felt safe in the world and just really trusted the process of life? How would I show up day to day? You know? Yeah. Like if, if I wasn't worried about this or worried about that or whatever, because what I've really learned the last three years for me also have been just the deepest excavation and super excruciating and also really beautiful in weird ways. Mm-hmm. But like what I've learned is that I, I actually think for the first time ever, I can say that I trust life mm-hmm. and trust spirit. And before I was like joking with my client before this about God's will, because in 12 step, it's like, well, God, may God's will be done. Right. And I'm, I'd be like, I don't know. Thanks. Like, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that guy. <laughs> I don't know. him. no, thank you. Like, and I was speaking, I know me. Right. I'll do this. I'll do it. I'll handle it. Okay. God. I'll take the fucking wheel. Jesus. Get your hands off your bloody hands. Get off the damn wheel. Totally. Get it as bloody hands. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. I know bloody no, hands. Bloody. From the- <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me. I was like, Ooh, good one. Do you like that bloody acting wind. out of my, that's yeah. really, totally. <laughs> I just digress. But we can go back to Jesus. There's I stuff. love Jesus. I do so. There's my stuff. Jesus, though. My yes, not the Bible. Jesus. My version, our version. Yeah, but um, spiritual Jesus, spiritual Jesus. Jesus is my homeboy. Totally. Um, but what what was I going to say? Um, da, 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 da. oh yeah, so God's will. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I don't really trust that. And then my sister, my beautiful sister Alicia, who's also working the program, was like. I go, I'm like, I don't get this God's will thing. Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to just trust God's will? Right. Yeah. And she was like, well, actually the way that I view it is that God knows every single desire that we have in our hearts and the perfect orchestration of each thing. And also what we're here to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. So us with our human minds can't even comprehend. Like God has the bird's eye view of the yes. map, Right. Yes, exactly. So we can't see the whole trajectory of our entire life. So how on earth are we to know what's better, right? Mm -hmm. So to hand it over to God is like really deep trust that it is all unfolding in a perfect way. And like that can be really challenging when there's things happening on the human level that are painful, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm going through some shit right now that's with my family that's like really painful and I'm really learning to turn it over like back to Jesus like Jesus take the wheel yeah. like, take that bloody wheel Jesus <laughs> your bloody hands <laughs> leading all over my car Jesus. right yeah and, yeah okay what if they're like I mean I'm gonna give this you know for people that are like yeah I can't subscribe to that either and it's right. like what what if you change the terminology of it what you know that's yeah. one thing I did like in yeah. in the the A's and the AA yeah. Is like like uh, you saying. could have your higher power be anything, and uh-huh. I had a friend have a whale be his higher power. Oh yeah. So like, but what if you even like instead of like God is orchestrating, like you look at source, like mm-hmm. source 
synergy, like the universe in a sense that it's the collective energy is like, yeah. Um, in the previous episode to this, we have uh, Gregory who talks about his near-death experience and what it was like when he had the option and the choice point to come back to his life or not. Mm -hmm. And what he felt within that part of being back with the one and wow. the, the infinite intelligence and the knowing. Mm. So if you don't want to look at as God as some guy, which right. he's not sky. even a guy. Yeah. Like, but in this way that we perceive him is going to have agency over your life. Yeah. Like, can you find something else that you can shift your mind to that? Maybe it might even be your higher self. It could be your spirit self that sees right. your life from a higher timeline. Yeah. It could be that whale in the ocean that of a higher intelligence that can see your life from a different timeline and that just allowing yourself to relax in the energy and to open mm -hmm. up your like crown chakra and your heart and to just let and allow these energies mm -hmm. to guide because they do mm -hmm. they don't have greater intelligence they just have a different perspective exactly and i love that you said it could also be your higher self right because the word God can really mess with a lot of people because mm -hmm. there's been so much just placed around on that. It. And yeah, like, same with Jesus. <laughs> totally. And, and yeah, yeah in, in 12 step, right. It's like a God of your understanding. So one of my girlfriends, her, her higher power is Spider-Man. She's like, it's Spider-Man. And like, I picture his webs just like going out and like catching me and like supporting me and guiding me. And it's like, whatever works for you, because one of my friends posted something the other day that like, it's all perception, all of its perception, right? Like as within, so without. So what if we practice choosing the perception that is, that serves us the deepest, right? Like if we believe we're supported, we will find evidence that we're supported. If we believe we're not, we will find evidence that we're not, mm -hmm, but let's mm -hmm. like strengthen, 100%. strengthen that wiring that we are because, and even looking back, you know, like to the times when I didn't even have like a faith in something. I mean, I always believed in something, but I didn't even know how to quantify it or explain it, but I didn't really feel supported. Right. Even during those times I look back and I'm like, Oh, this led to this, led to that, led to this, led to that. Like I really yeah. was supported. Mm -hmm. So imagine the power when you actually energize that and lean into it, what can unfold, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because Alice, uh, one of our friend of ours, when we were in journey together, she was like saying basically what I was saying about God's will. Like, she's like, you know, I would have conversations with God and literally be like, you can handle this better than me. Like, I, I don't think so. Like, I really know, like, I yeah. think I can, I've got it, you know, kind yeah. of what you said, Yeah. but it's, it is profound to me. Like, and, and for me, I had to be really forced down to my knees, like repetitively throughout my life to surrender and surrender and surrender some more to finally allow the divine orchestration. But when I, when I was then allowing it, the way that it was all orchestrated almost made me euphoric. Wow. Because like to get to the other side of what I walked through the last mm -hmm. couple, like year and a half, I was like, holy shit, I have made it to the other side of this. And like, I am now euphoric at looking back at how it was orchestrated in such a divinely perfect way. And for all of these different reasons and purposes, and just, it was, it made me, there aren't words. Mm -hmm. And I pray that for every being on this planet to have that experience because it's like oh wow we really are held 
we really are supported. Would we have designed it in this way? Maybe not like on our human level, but like the way when we come to the other side of a dark night of the soul, like your friend with all, she wants all black every day. (laughs) I really get it, girl. Yeah. Really get it. And like you do today. And then when you have your healing, then you're going to go through another thing where you're all white and you'll still want to get rid of everything, but now you want all white. And then, and then you come to like where I am now, where you're just in balance and you want color and you just want some stuff. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's funny just how we do, there's this book called the one thing, and it talks about how we do one thing is how we do everything. Right. So if you want to do inventory of your life, like something as simple as like, do you make your bed in the morning or how do you make it? Right. Like, do you take your time? Do you pay attention? Just like throw the blankets over. Like, how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? So when people work with me, they... I mean, I say that's not true. You do? Okay. No, I do just throw the bed together. Yeah. But I'm meticulous in other areas. Yeah. Well, it's an example, right? Yeah. I mean, it's probably not going to be not absolute. Down. It's probably not an absolute, but like I do notice, you know, certain things with that concept. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And now I can't think of an example. <laughs> But, but I like, even like with the dishes sometimes, I'm like, it's just me. So I'm like, ah, oh, fucking right. good enough. <laughs> like, well, and that's interesting. Because I want my time to go towards the things that I really want to do. Those things are just kind of like in the way that I just need yeah. to like get done to like move on, to put my time and attention and effort into what really lights me up. Yeah. I think the way to apply that too, is just the same old, like as within, so without, right? right. So like the framework through which we're viewing, like, like, making the bed, for example, like if I'm rushing through it, like, am I also rushing through like other That's things, yeah. you know, or if I don't make it, cause it's just for me, like, why not? Right. Like if I only make it when someone's coming over, isn't that interesting? You know, it's just like ways to get to know yourself is to look at how you operate in the world. And then really like, who do you want to be? Right. Like, how do you start to show up as that future version of yourself? Like you were saying, Sarah Wolf about like, wait, I, I actually want to be able, someone who stands in my truth. And like, as we were talking before, like the lioness energy of like, I am going to speak my truth and I am going to be in my power and I am going to do that. So how do I show up, choose to show up today and walk through the potential discomfort or wobble of that newness mm-hmm. to rewire, to eventually just be able to do it, you know, effortlessly at some point, but it's like the building the muscles, like you were saying. Yeah. Of discomfort and wobble. And maybe we don't do it in like the way that we really intend to, but at least we're still speaking up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what time it is. Um, it's three 30. Oh, we still have time. We still have time. Yeah. Cool. I was just making sure I wasn't missing anything important. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm doing an event tonight. So having a sound bath for the portal, just want to make sure I wasn't missing anyone's dire need for some information or something, Um, but everyone's fine. So that's good. Good. Glad everyone's fine. Glad they're going to be fine regardless. You know, it's funny because I don't sleep with my phone in my room because you shouldn't actually sleep with technology in your room. Just FYI. And for many different reasons, but yeah, people are like, yeah, but I need to like, what in case something happens? I'm like, you're sleeping. If something happens and someone's trying to call you, you, you can't do it about it, anything about it anyway, if you're sleeping yeah. or I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night. If something, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless something like my house is burning, well, then I just think that I'm going to wake up to the smell of it burning. Yeah. Um, 
Totally. And then I just think of like, I'm always protected. So I yeah. don't need it for well that belief like, that I need it to be safe. Like, no, my house is constantly protected and is safe energetically. Yeah. So I can take this technology that's not good to have in my space when I'm sleeping and put it mm-hmm. in a different room where the all the energy from it doesn't disrupt my totally. rhythms, right? Yeah, totally. I'm still working on that. But but that that whole idea is really interesting, right? Because like I, they've created this phone that it's like, it's everything. It's like the alarm. Like I listen to meditations on mine, which is why I have a hard time like having it out of the bedroom. So yeah. I like to listen right before I go to sleep but I really know that it needs to be out of the bedroom. So I have instead an EMF protector on it. And then I unplug my Wi-Fi. but it's like, but it's the same people say, have said to me like, oh, well, if you don't watch the news, like, how do you know what's going on in the world? And how are you informed? And I'm like, I just really believe that whatever I need to know is revealed to me. And it is. And I do not need to be taking in that energy that's on like the news. That's all tragedy and all fucking fear-based control programming mm-hmm. you know yeah but yeah it's it's uh it's a belief that like we're protected we're safe mm-hmm. and that you know if you need to wake up you'll wake up and I do Every I bet time you I do wake up in the morning I just wake up wait you don't even have an alarm I have one in there I don't use it wow yeah I think you told me this before yeah I just tell my brain what time I want to wake right. up and then I just wake up it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously if I have to go to the airport, I'll set it, you yeah. know, or if it's like something like really, like I absolutely can't be late, but mm-hmm. if there's just like a loose, like I got to get up at this time because this is happening, like I'll wake up. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I'll even like wake up before the alarm so that I, I think it's like a paranoia because I, I actually mm-hmm. don't enjoy noise waking me up that's yeah not, oh yeah it, it's really disruptive to my beings well yeah you want to go straight into fight or flight yeah. like just <laughs> with the alarm like I was obsessed with Disney when I was young and like not young young like when I was like in seventh grade <laughs> because I finally got to go on a plane and go to Disney World for dance when I was in eighth grade so I went through this like Disney obsession mm-hmm. and um I got this alarm clock and I was like, oh, look at it. It's like totally like old school alarm clock with the two bells on it. And it was like a, an Aladdin one. So it had the genie on it with the two bells. And I'm like, this is oh. awesome. I'm going to set it for my school in the morning. <laughs> what in the actual fuck? That was the most obnoxious, disturbing, yeah. like flew out of my bed. Don't know what the fuck is. Go- I never <laughs> used it again. I was like, that is the worst idea. That is not okay. And did people actually wake up like that? Like on the normal? Yeah. Well, most of us are operating in fight or flight. So that's a whole other topic of conversation. But <laughs> but yes, they did. I just get sad in general having to wake up in the morning, like at Same. a certain time. Like if someone needs me somewhere and I have to get up early than normal and I just don't get to naturally wake up, which I naturally yeah. wake up around the same time every single day. Yeah. I literally, my heart hurts. Uh-huh. Like my friend was teaching Kundalini at Hollywood Forever Cemetery uh, yesterday. And I was like, oh, what time's your class? She's like nine. I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. Because that means I have to wake up extra early to walk mainly to make sure that she's okay to then get over yeah. the hill to get by. I'm like, I'm not going to do that to myself. No. I want to come support you, but I don't want to come support you at nine o'clock in the morning because- yeah. That's not just my nine o'clock in the morning. That's mainly now we're up at six something. And then, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's I just, then I would just be sad going yeah. to bed. I would just be so sad. Totally. And I'm, and I'm, I'm such a night person. I always have been. And I think there's a lot to that, but like, I, I just don't go to bed early. Like I really, my body will not sleep. So I just, I go to bed maybe like 1230 ish and get up at like eight or eight 30 or nine. And like, I need that much sleep too. Mm-hmm. And now, um, with this new <laughs> relationship, like he's like a go to bed early, get up early person. And I'm like, okay. And this is honestly like one, one, the only challenge that we have. So I'm like really super grateful. And it's funny because we do this role reversal thing where like at night he's like getting tired and I'm like, like, I want to keep like connecting and, yeah. and then whatever, like, he goes to sleep. Sometimes I stay up or I'll try to go to sleep with him. But then in the morning, I'm like, we have role reversal where I'm like groggy and he's like, and I'm like, oh my God. And you're like, make it fucking stop. And I'm like, I don't actually, I I've tried before to shift into being like a go to bed early morning person. And it's just not my natural rhythm. Mm -hmm. And also I want to honor like that it is his rhythm. So it's like this My dad's like a go to obscenely early bed person. Yeah. Like obscenely early. (laughs) And my mom just stays up till whenever and does her thing. And he goes to bed at like eight o'clock. Yeah. Cool. He he stays up late from his nine. (laughs) He used to get up at five o'clock in the morning for his job. And he, even though he's retired, he's still on his like rhythm of that. And then when we're at the cabin, which is two hours like ahead, I swear he's going to bed at like seven. Like when we were, when the whole family was at the cabin and my brother was on East coast time and my parents just instantly aligned to central time and I'm on West coast time and everyone's going to bed at seven. And this was when I had a different phone company. So I wasn't even getting Wi-Fi. and the cabin's so small. There's not doors on the, there's just curtains on the doors of the bedrooms. There's not actual doors. And I would just be sitting there staring at the wall like nothing yeah. to do yeah and I'm like this is not okay or fun. yeah like all you guys decide that you're gonna go to bed yeah at the like and I like what just have to sit here <laughs> I'm like how is it fair the reason I'm laughing is because I just relate to you always so much but like it, because you know when I was a little kid like I was the same as I am now just super energetically sensitive and like at daycare right we were supposed to be we were supposed to lie down and take a nap and I'm like all this energy of all these people and all these children. And I'm supposed to lie in this yeah. un- unfamiliar place and take a just nap. Take a nap and just let your guard down and go to sleep. So I would stare at the wall too. And let all their shit come into your subconscious. Right. So like the staring at the wall is real. It's real. I actually, when I first like am seeing someone. Oh yeah, that. I don't go to sleep. I don't sleep. I don't either. I can't sleep. Me either. At all. I will not sleep. Yeah. It's and like, who are you beside me? Yeah. Who stranger beside, like I'm up the whole fucking time. Same. And even if like in the past I would drink, I would do the, like drink pass out and then wake up like two hours later and just be like. <laughs> and the thing too is like, that is actually to me like healthy. Cause or maybe we shouldn't have that. No, I don't like the word shouldn't, but have someone beside us that we don't feel that comfortable. But even like sometimes like if friends come into town to visit, like my friend came to yeah. town to visit in January and like, I'm trying to think back. I don't think I slept the best. Like, oh, yeah. even though I know her, I'm totally yeah. like, I've known her for years. I'm totally obviously comfortable around her, but my like subconscious, like won't uh-huh. fully, unless I'm like with you for like a long time, Yeah. then I can like let my guard down, but like, mm-hmm. I won't sleep. 
Yeah. And the only time, like when I'm at someone else's house also, like that's challenging to sleep. The only exception to that was I was visiting my friends in Fresno, which is like the middle of nowhere, like farmland. There's barely any humans. And I had the best sleep I think I've had maybe ever in my entire life because there was not the energy of LA around me, barely any humans Mm -hmm. in the middle of nature, pitch black, dark, like, and I slept so well. And I was like, holy shit, like my nervous system isn't picking up like the buzzing energy of the so many humans, all this like frenetic energy of Los Angeles. Like it was amazing. I can't sleep in hotels. Yeah. I'll, the first night I won't sleep. Maylee won't sleep if she's with me. Then generally the second night, I'll kind of be able to sleep a little bit more. But even like I was in a hotel with my parents for my cousin's wedding a couple of years ago. And it's like, they're my parents mm-hmm. and I still can't fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. Just because I don't even think it's about familiar, or unfamiliar energy. I think it's just energy. Like my body isn't used to that frequency yeah. being in the same room. Right. So it's like, they even know out at the land, like I need to be yes. somewhere like I'm pretty much by myself. Yeah. Some people I can have in the room, but like, yeah, it's really hard for me. And that's where like, we were taught when we first met, we literally stayed up like till like three or four in the morning yeah. talking <laughs> and, but at the land and I, I can never, I mean, okay, I don't like, like, I hope I can at some yeah. point, but I, I have not, I don't sleep there. I don't sleep. There I'm either. very like, Bring! and it's okay. But like, after a few days, it kind of like the sleep deficit. Oh yeah. It wears on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so windy and it's just so much energy yeah. that happens there. And then the house is like, like the walls are thin yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, I mean, there's, there was one time where I did all these healings on people and one of them was like really intense and Maylee was in the room. So she was alchemizing all night. So she needed to go out and throw up the entire oh, wow, night. Yeah. And like, so it just feels like it's always like kind of something. Yeah. Or one time I was in one of the, the RVs sleeping, but then the minute the sun started peaking, like just over the, you know, land, the, the, the RV was already 150. Yeah. And like, it was like seven o'clock in the morning and Joshua I kept sleeping, but like, I had to get up because I was like, couldn't breathe already from yeah. like the amount of heat that was baking the RV. <laughs> Millie is so cute. Her dog, I think is dreaming right now. She's totally dreaming, like being angry. And she's like baring her teeth. It's yeah. Really kind of cute. She's really mad at something in her dream. She's growling like a she's lion. Growling. Rawr. She's like, okay, thanks for waking me up. Yeah. No, she's, she's growling so for the lion's gate. She really is. She's in the lion's energy, lion gate energy. Well, I feel that it's 3.38. It's getting a little hot in here. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're complete. I feel like, I feel like we're complete. Yeah, it seems like it was a shorter one today, which is cool. Good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Better for you guys listening and watching that you have, you have to go for the long haul. Yeah. This week. But thanks for, thanks for listening, guys. Always fun to share with you. And thank you always for showing up. And we will talk with you all again soon. Bye, Bye. guys.